This is On Point, a podcast about bringing humanity to leadership communications. I'm your host, Andrea Lekashoff, President of Broadreach Communications. Nicolation is an award-winning brand strategist with over two decades of experience in agency leadership and client-side roles with global Fortune 100 brands. She's the founder and CEO of the Juniper Park TBWA agency, its design studio Le Parc, content production company Bolt Content, and its precision marketing firm Scalpel. In her role as the leader of Juniper Park TBWA, Jill brings together the disciplines of strategy, advertising, data, and design for their North American clients, including Apple, Nissan, CIBC, GoDaddy, Capital Group, PepsiCo, Pfizer, and UNICEF, among many others. Jill is an ad age US woman to watch, and the Globe and Mail has named her a mad woman. Her team has won 29 Effies, including the Grand Prix, the IPA Award, Global Work Prize, and her creative leads have earned 61 Lions Awards at Cannes. Jill is also a sub four-hour marathoner, an avid skier, and a very proud mother. She is also committed to creating a positive, safe, and compassionate work environment, and there's no one else I know who brings humanity to leadership communications like my friend, Jill Nicolation. Jill, welcome to On Point. Thank you, Andrea. Lovely to be here. So glad to have you. And Jill, let's start at the very beginning. What was your childhood like and how do you think it contributed to the leader you are today? Wow, great question. My childhood, I was raised in a house of boys. I have three brothers. We're all very close in age. There's four of us within four years. There's three of us within 15 months. And so I was raised in a boy's house. Um, you tell it like it is, it's highly competitive, it's lots of fun, you get out there and you, you, you do and you play and you go. Uh, and that's how I was raised. It was, it was a, a, a doing and a, an achieving house. And, and that's great because it really got me um, to set the bar high and it, it told me that you know, I, I can be anything and I can compete with the boys. I never even thought about gender actually because I was just rolled in. Um, I, I, I wore their hand-me-downs, et cetera. Um, and, and then, and then when I, when I, you know, you take that through my career, I, I can see how that helped me forge new ground. It helped me get brave with, uh, career choices. Hmm. And so it served me really well. And then I realized not that long ago that perhaps it's an overused skill. And it was my coach that brought that to my attention. He said, okay. you know, you, you've, I don't know if you want to go here right now, but, um, but I, that, that was my childhood. I, I, I was raised in a house of boys and I was raised in the masculinity energy. And it wasn't until recently that my, um, my coach said, you know, that's, that's, you've clearly mastered that, but that's yes. not your natural way. Huh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes, it is. It's all I know. And actually, you, you, it's a learned skill. It's actually hmm. not your natural skill. Do you want to, do you want to explore your natural skills? So, so it served me really well. That's how I was raised. And, you know, I can put more oxygen on that if you want, but, but it was a learned skill, which is fascinating. 
And so what are your natural skills? That's so interesting that uh, at this point in your career, in this point in your life, you had that aha moment to really understand who you were. So, so take us on the journey of like, what, 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 who are you versus what was that learned skill? Yeah. Who I am is I, I, I actually lead, I actually am more of a feminine person. I am far more into, um, compassion and vulnerability and open to new ideas. And I far, um, prefer being part of a, a supportive group than to be say maybe more of a hierarchy of like, who's mm. winning this game. Like, you know, okay, I'll get you next time. And again, there's a role for everything and I can do that, mm. but think about more of the masculine is more like rungs on a ladder. Okay. We'll play squash and okay, who be who. Okay. Next, next time I'm going to beat you huh. versus more the feminine, which is more like, Hey, what can we accomplish together? Do you want to sit and chat about this? Do you want to walk it around the block? You know, you think about, it's a great book called the female brain by Dr. Luann Rebristine. Hmm. And she talks about this, how, you know, feminine games like house, let's say as we're kids, there's no winner or loser in house. Right. You know, let's just play and let's just yeah. role model where boys can play trucks and and who, and I'm, I'm taking it to the extremes to make a point, sure. but you watch kids in a playground and kids will ram trucks and who's, yep. who's one stronger where girls will say like, come on, let's play house. And like, ah, I'm not really sure. I'll let you be the mom, yeah. which, which giving away the plum roll. I'll even give away the plum roll. Just wow. can we play and it can go on for hours and you can pick up the next day. So that's what I mean by, by more the feminine um, of, of creating a sense of belonging and being held and sharing roles. Uh, that's actually more how I am naturally hmm. um, is, is how I would answer that question. And how does that show up for you at work now, your, the feminine side? That shows up quite strongly now that we're leading through a pandemic. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'd say I shifted about five years ago. I made a structural change at work. And my coach talked to me, he said, you know, now that you're making a very structural change, and it came at a time actually where I was having some health issues. So I had mm. to really change who I was from a lifestyle standpoint. And I was changing out my, my executive team. And he said, now that you're changing it, be really conscious to line up your style the feminine hmm. with who you're bringing in regardless of gender because okay. because you can be either or you can have either but you, right. but you can't have both because then right. you're going to have um conflict or you're going to have a, a tension who's going to win and usually the masculine will 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 keep trying to overcome so mm -hmm. so um uh how it shows up now so, so i was very conscious when i when i hired our new chief creative officer yeah graham from south africa who's amazing he's, he's amazing and he's so of, talented yes he's one of the most oh. talented creative uh, awarded creative officers in canada amazing um world-renowned mm -hmm. um he is what's is it 34 can lions that's, that's like 34 oscars wow. <laughs> or an actor like just to put it in context <laughs> for your listeners it's incredible but he leads from the feminine and because he's inclusive and he says, how mm. can we do this together? And let's bring people along. And, and he goes, Jill, I didn't win 34 can lines. My teams did. And so that's mm. I make, my coach said, make sure you it, right. Yeah. Make yep. sure you, you bring in people who, who really celebrate being part of a collective rather mm. than this is the part I own. And again, both can work, but he goes, but really line up your executive team to match who you are, Jill. 
and then it will reduce um, um, unspoken conflict. So, so we did that five years ago and, and we reshaped the executive team and the leadership team. And my goodness, when you're in alignment, hmm. what a difference it makes. Wow. When you actually have people uh, from the same energetic uh, sure. profile, it makes a big difference as, as I know you, you know. And then through the pandemic, remember March of 2020, how oh fast goodness. that happened. And we just scattered home and we just yep. grabbed your laptops and get home. And we didn't know what it was. And we had to keep people safe. Uh, leading from the feminine has been instrumental to our firm. Hmm. Um, and I, and I, what I mean by that is it was, so we just had our best year financially, Wow. our best year from creative awards. And we just won agency of the year from an effectiveness award standpoint, wow. all during the hardest year, well, it's understood to be globally. We all understand this was sure. the hardest of circumstances and we had our best performance year. And I chalk that up to how we as a leadership team and myself, I guess, as a leader mm. have approached this moment, which is about making people feel safe, mm -hmm. making people feel seen mm. and helping people grow even while we're sitting still. That has been, and that to me is the feminine. And how did you do that? Because that, that is a tough task. And that certainly has been a challenge for so many teams. And I've heard your story, but I'd really love for you to tell uh, our listeners what it is that you and the executive team did during COVID to keep everyone connected. Yeah, well, the, exactly. To keep people connected. So that's the key is what what, as soon as we all went home, I knew intuitively or instinctively that we're all going to scatter to our homes. Mm -hmm. And what we needed to make sure, and we still to this day make sure that we do not succumb to the narrative of isolation. Because mm -hmm. you remember back then and even now, it's like, oh, we were isolating in place. We were, oh, we've been, we've been in lockdown for seven months. And all those words, words are very powerful. Mm. And so as we all went into isolation, I knew instinctively, it's like, we cannot have this team separate. Mm. We cannot all of a sudden scatter as individuals because what we do for our industry, advertising, but also anything is we, we do things as, as a community. We do things in packs. We mm -hmm. as humans are not meant to be alone. Yes. And so as, as people scatter and, and at the time, many people were very afraid. I think we're past that stage for most people now, but we're very mm -hmm. afraid. What is this? How, how do I get it off the mail? Do I have to wash my groceries? Right. Will I lose my job? Mm. So what my, my instinct was do not succumb to the narrative of isolation. We are now separate together. And, mm. and we, we immediately said, okay, we, we created these uh, screensavers with our logo, but we actually just put like, I'm in the beaches at Juniper Park, TBWA. I'm in Oshawa huh. office of Juniper Park. We just, we just created these, these like almost like, okay, now we've got 140 uh, offices. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we all had everyone send them in together. We created a video going, look, we're all set up. Everyone, you can see into people's homes. Huh. You're all set up. And we even, we expanded our branding system to include home offices and Amazing. we are still one by being, by creating, not just feeling, but really keeping people engaged. Hmm. It was very powerful. It actually gives me the goosebumps still. I, I say to people like lean into your computers. We have to energetically bind ourselves together, feel each other, tether ourselves to each other. Hmm. Even though we're not sitting in the same office, 
feel into the fact that we're all still here. And if you feel into that, you actually can feel a force. You can feel a force that holds us together regardless of location. And if you feel into that force, you realize, gosh, we are so powerful. Because wow. even though we're apart, I can feel you. And we talk about that a lot on our team is can we feel each other? Can we see each other? So that would be the big thing is instinctively knowing to push against the language of the pandemic, which was isolation, mm-hmm. work from home, which all means separate and lonely. And in creativity, you know, it's we need ideas to build on each other. And right. it's really hard to be creative if you feel scared, yeah, bored, mm. alone, yeah. or exhausted. Mm. Creativity doesn't happen in those emotions. And sure. so I took a lot of care and time, and I still do. Um, you know, I think I've given like so there's what 70 weeks in or something like this to not let people feel scared, bored, lonely, or exhausted. As my leader, I just shifted my focus from operations or even envisioning where we're going. Yes, I'm still doing that. But I'd say about 40% of my job is mental health Mm. and helping build my team's resilience muscle constantly so we can stay on the front foot. Yeah. And and I didn't do that before the pandemic. I I, I saw them. I, I am a completely different leader than what I was and proudly so. How did you how did you help them build that resilience and what touch points did you have? And certainly we've discussed this and I have not heard or seen any other leader do anything um, like you've done to care, truly care for your team. So you want to tell us about the touch points that you put in and the, the types of discussions you had um, with your full team? Like it really wasn't... Yes just small teams. It was, it was really being vulnerable and compassionate to the entire agency. Yeah, sure. It it will. So we did two things. One is, so we meet often. Mm -hmm. Um, We meet twice a week as an entire agency. And I know some people are like, what, you have an all staff twice a week. And we used to at the beginning, we had it three times. Well, I want to take a step back. Sure. Um, As I say, why, you know, it is two things stuck with me. One of my leadership principles is ambiguity is always perceived negatively. If Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on, my brain will go to the worst possible scenario and I will prepare myself for that. That's a human truth. Ambiguity. So as leaders, as parents, as community involvement, in times of uncertainty, in times of ambiguity, we must always be removing ambiguity. Mm. And you need to do that often. So in the pandemic, things were shifting all the time. So ambiguity, you'd think you'd clear up one thing and then headlines would say something else. And, right. and so, so, we, so there's lots of ambiguity. So you had to really hit that head on. Second thing was, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, how do you clear up ambiguity? Is I communicated with, I do communicate with brutal honesty mm-hmm. and incredible hope. So those are, my, those are my two pillars. Ambiguity is always perceived negatively, therefore clear it up all the time. Clear it up with brutal honesty combined mm-hmm. with incredible hope. And so those are my, my foundations. And so what we did was twice a week, we do, I'm saying past tense, but we still do. Twice a week is we have on, on Mondays, we meet. And, oh, I should say on Fridays, we send out a text to everybody in the agency. How was your week? Hmm. Good or bad? nothing in between, any comments. 
and people can put anything in huh. my home. My home chair is, can I get reimbursed? Can I get a new chair or this process isn't working? It worked in the office, but not here, hmm. or I'm scared or they can put anything in, but yeah. it's truly anonymous. And so if you don't feel comfortable huh. saying it to management or your boss or your peer or whatever, every single Friday, so every, wow. really it's every four days, we give you the anonymous way of saying this. And then on Mondays, 10 o'clock, we share how do people, the results, people having a good week, bad week. And what are the comments? And you get a lot of interesting things and we share them verbatim. We don't filter them. Hmm. And so that is, and so people can hear what other people are thinking. And so also, what are some of the examples of, of the, uh, the feedback that you got? So something is constructive. It's like, it can be positive. Like it can be, Hey, this team just did an amazing job. I want to just applaud hmm. that team or, you know what? Like, other people in the industry are really struggling. I'm really proud of how we're holding it together. I think we have a very unique culture. Hmm. And some might say, do you know how overworked I am? I I can't stop. I, I work all day and I think management doesn't care about me. And they hmm. go, oh, wow. And that might come through, right? And I'd rather know than not know. Be like, sure. Wow. So there's that. We get everything. And it might be wishes, like I said, about the chair or, hey, it's opening up a little bit. Can we have a company get together? I really miss everybody. Hmm. things like that could come in there but it just gives it a voice otherwise beautiful it just kind of floats yeah it's just really important and then what it also does is you go and people are like everyone's crashing and this is exhausting you know really because 82 percent of us are having a good week i respect that you are saying that in the comments hmm. but 82 percent of people said it was actually a good week huh. so let's let's be careful with our words when we say everybody is drowning yes. it isn't i appreciate you are but 82 percent said Hmm. okay so it also helps give people perspective hmm. the second thing we do so that that's a key point and the magical thing we do is on thursdays and we call it a pirate huddle part of our branding is pirates um okay. steve jobs he's uh, apple's one of our clients and steve jobs said uh, in relation to our agency tbwa he said it's better to be a pirate than to join the navy and that became part of our, our lexicon <laughs> and so it. So we call it pirate huddles on Thursday and Thursdays at four 30. I, I speak to the agency, no slides. Hmm. I just get on and we talk. And it's about half an hour, 45 minutes. It depends. And we talk and this is the magical part. Hmm. And this is where we get the again, brutal honesty and incredible hope. We hmm. talk about how are we doing this week? I don't, it's not business, but how are we doing psychologically mm -hmm. as a as a team how is it going culture-wise like you know when when the woman in the UK was killed uh walking home we talked about that we talked just about hey that every what feels heavy what's in the air mm. um what's in the air how do we feel about Black Lives Matter when George Floyd was killed like we first to start like let's just acknowledge with what's in the air because mm. we're we feel things a lot more when we're sitting still uh, culturally and the borders are erased. But then we get into um, a few things. We start with celebrating each other. Hmm. And we, we it's, I guess if I take a step back, the big thing, Andrea, is this is where we go, let's see each other. Hmm. Let's make sure all of us feel seen. Yeah. Let's make sure all of us re remember that we matter. Hmm. And that it's totally okay to say, uh, this is hard. 
And you can have conflicting emotions. We talk about this a lot. Sure. You go, oh my gosh, we're doing it. We're thriving. And I'm exhausted and it's hard. And I just want this to end. And I also like being home. Like I want to be in the office again because I miss you guys. But actually I'm kind of enjoying being at home because there's flexibility. And you can have conflicting emotions and we talk sure. about that. So we, we do, well, I can take you through the frame if you want. But a few things we do is we celebrate each other. We celebrate each other as people. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we talk about, you know, anniversaries. The big thing we do is we sing happy birthday to each other. It's really corny. It's <laughs> all, it's so off key. And we did it the whole year. I'm like, okay, we've done a year of singing to everybody. <laughs> and we want to, do you want to keep doing this? And people do go in the chat. Are we still singing? And they're like, yes, let's keep singing. Like people, everyone's having a lackluster birthday, but we sing and people love it. And Amazing. it's the corniest thing, but we open with singing. and. I think they sing ridiculously awful on purpose because it's become this joke, but, but it's this tradition <laughs> we do. And then we celebrate who's getting married and who had babies. And, and oh. the whole point is life keeps going. Hmm. Our lives forget work for a moment. Yeah. Life keeps moving forward. People hmm. are getting engaged. People are buying homes. People are getting pets. People are having birthdays. Remember, life keeps moving forward. Right. And let's celebrate that even though things feel like they're standing still. So it's really important that we celebrate us as humans. Hmm. And then we do shout outs. And this is something we started kind of partway through the pandemic mm-hmm. where anyone can just say, I have a shout out. And for example, you go, I want to say, and then we, we talked about how do we say thank you to people? We say, I want to say thank you to Andrea. Andrea, I want to say thank you to you because you did this. And this had an impact on me of that. And so we talk about that going, be really specific and go, oh, and I, and then someone, and it's, it's amazing because actually our juniors are really good at it. Mm. I want to say thank you to Paul. Paul, you know, you spend extra time with me to teach me this thing. And that helped me with blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And that allowed me to crack this problem in a way that I couldn't have. And I want to see, and and we do this, we probably have between five and seven every Thursday of people being really specific of saying, I see you and I appreciate you. And many people have written in and said, that's my favorite part of the huddle. I bet. When I, and it doesn't have anything to do with you, but you just see this beautiful piece of people just again it goes back to being seen and appreciated and as we move home and we all work quietly in our basements or attics or our kitchen counter or wherever people are working you start feeling invisible I think Hmm. and it's important to go like no 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 you made a difference and I see you and it goes all levels. It's not just bosses appreciating juniors. It's juniors appreciating peers and juniors appreciating bosses. And it's hmm. really nice. And how beautiful that, you know, this, I know that a sense of gratitude leads to greater happiness. So to pull your team together like that and, mm-hmm. and have people want to be grateful for others uh, must really bond everyone together. It does. And we talk about gratitude because, yes, I know you and I have talked quite a bit about how gratitude becomes a wiring in your brain. Mm -hmm. And what you, you know, Wayne Dyer says, what you focus on expands. Yes. And so in these moments when I ask people, hey, do you have any shout outs? And it's it's helping people 
focus the what they what they what they looking at. And so if you go, oh yeah, yeah, do I have a shout out? Do I have a shout out? Then you're you're wiring people to look for the goodness in others. Because in the pandemic, you can find a whole lot that's wrong and broken and suboptimal and lonely and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So we every every five business days we remind each other. Mm. Um and you're right, it's, and it's gratitude. Um, another piece we focus on in that vein is generosity. Mm. And, you know, Mr. Rogers has a great quote, <laughs> right? About, he said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And mm. so one of the things, again, it's as leaders, can we help people broaden their lens to see the good in this moment and the Mm. good in each other. One of the things I do part of our Thursday huddle is I have a section where I let's look at the generosity of our collective. We're part of a, so again, it's making sure people feel part of something bigger Mm. because the pandemic has shrunk all of our worlds. Mm -hmm. Our circles have gotten smaller. Our social circles have gotten smaller. Our work environments have gotten smaller. So every Thursday I go, okay, we're part of a 290 office, 11,000 person Amazing. team. <laughs> Let's look at the generosity of things they've given us from the globe. They gave us this report or this training program all of a sudden came in a way it wouldn't have wow. before. You can dial into this or this team from Brazil just helped us. We asked for help and this team from London helped us. Hmm. So generosity in. And then I go and look at all the ways we're being generous back to the collective. We're helping India. We created this precision marketing piece and we're sharing that with Finland. Mm. We're helping on a global pitch. So, because if you're working by yourself, you may not be aware of right. all this sharing. Right. So every five days I make sure, and I, I got generosity in and generosity out, which is mm. another way of also saying, you know, look for the helpers. That's wow. a big part too, is... Wow is to create a culture of giving and a culture of gratitude. And again, you go back to your first question of how was I raised in the masculine? That's, this is not language you would use. Um, but as you, when you lead from the feminine, making sure people feel safe and people mm-hmm. feel seen mm-hmm. and people are growing, you can see how that's really helping in the pandemic. Yeah. And I, I know in our discussions, you, you've also addressed mental health issues throughout mm-hmm. the pandemic and really place labels where they belonged in terms of feeling yeah. uh, like they were, what are the words that you've used? There's languishing, there's, yeah. um, why don't you tell us about how you've really just um, not revealed the veil, but really been very transparent about mm-hmm. how people are feeling. Yes. And, and, and naming your feelings is critical. Uh, you know, Br- Brene Brown teaches that if you watch her Netflix, she's like, yes. you got to name things in order to move through them. Cause they, so they don't, I tell my team, the only way out is through. So we have to always declare where we are. So we know what we're moving through. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just, this, there's comfort in that too, mm-hmm. because if you think, Oh, you're feeling that too. I thought I was the only one. So yeah, mental health, Mental health is fascinating, and, and I think it's on the forefront of mo- whether actively or just it's it's in our lexicon now. Mental health is at the center of work because mm-hmm. now work is where we foster a sense of belonging, yes, a sense of purpose, and mm-hmm. it's where we grow. That wasn't always true, but in the last, I'd say, 10 years, maybe 15, we, work is where we have our sense of belonging. It's our social circles. It's where we, we want purpose from our work, and that's not that wasn't always, that wasn't true of 
our parents. Mm -hmm. And so that's why mental health is so important because if we need all that, we get all that stuff from work and all of a sudden work structures have collapsed. That means belonging has collapsed. Mm -hmm. Purpose has collapsed. Mm -hmm. Growth has stopped. Mm -hmm. So that's why I take, I, I, I'm keeping mental health strong. We talk about it every single week. So the stages that we are moving through, because it isn't one great big monolithic pandemic, it's stages. Mm-hmm. First, I said to the team, we are running on adrenaline. We've got to pivot and get set mm-hmm. up and help our clients get set up. And I think it was like, I don't know, three or four months into it. I'm like, I need everyone to consciously move to endurance. Because mm. you're going to burn out if you keep going at the adrenaline pace. We, we, we were working all night long and we mm. were washing groceries and like we were in hyper vigilant mode. Yes. And, and, and we all, like, it became norm. I think it was true of the world. Mm-hmm. So I need you to consciously switch to endurance. We're in this for a while. What does that look like? How does that feel? What does adre- adrenaline feel like? And it, when it's st- when you feel that, how do you stop it? And then we went for and then it was in September, October. I'm like, okay, we're all past endurance we are in monotony mm-hmm. <laughs> it's monotonous now like it's just gone on and it's boring we're not baking bread anymore <laughs> i'm not even wearing makeup for you guys i'm i've i've succumbed to wearing lululemon tights i said i wouldn't like it's monotonous and you know then adam grant this past spring said now we're languishing right it's yes. just this blah right and yeah. so you have to appreciate that we have different stages and therefore mental health uh, how do we stay buoyant? The how the how's change depending on what stage you're in. So monotony and languishing are are really tough um, stages. But again, I go back to was it the team like we're we're sharpshooters. Mm. We are agency of the year for creativity, and so we cannot succumb to monotony and mm. languishing because that's not where creativity lies. Um, and so how do, how do we how do we stay buoyant? Well, we stay buoyant by noticing what we're feeling mm. and then working it through. And a big part of that, Andrea, is me telling them how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, and so I lead by example. And, you know, I can come in and go, you know what? Today I'm coming in as a five out of mm-hmm. ten. And I'm, I'm a five. I was fine. But, you know, what? I'm a five. I was up all night last night. Helping Olivia, my daughter, with an essay on coral reef. Uh, where, where is that coral reef going? <laughs> like us, all you parents homeschooling, I, yeah. I was up till two in the morning helping her with an essay because she's mentally exhausted. She hasn't yeah. got it. I'm like, oh, let's just open the Google Doc and work on this together. Uh, if her teacher's listening, I, yes, I help with that. You know, like, we have to figure it. She's in the room next door. You know, homeschooling for however long, and and so guys, I'm tired. And I don't have it. So I'm going to pull energy from you Mm. because um, I I don't have it today, but I'm here. It's Thursday. I promised you I'd always show up and I'll always tell you brutal, brutal honesty. Where are we with incredible hope of what have we got? And even if I have nothing new to share, I will always be here. So, you know, that I'm not Mm. ever keeping something from you. I'm just, I'm here, but yeah, telling people how you feel is and what are you doing about it? Like burnout. We had a big talk about burnout. Hmm. Big talk about burnout. Cause I said, I feel like I'm burning out. I've been at this too long and I realizing I'm not taking breaks. Hmm. Where are we going for vacation? Like nothing's open. Like, why would I waste my vacation days? But then you realize, Oh yeah. 
breaks aren't always about like, you know, going to a beach somewhere, but you just need mental breaks. And so let's talk yeah. about burnout and what does burnout mean? Like burnout is when you hold too much for too long. Yeah. You know, and we're all holding so much for so long. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what burnout looks like. And then what do you do about burnout? And so we talked about that. I can go into details, but, but yeah, that, um, that's how we talk about mental health is every single week I bring forward something for people to chew on and some things will make sense and some things won't. Like mm -hmm. I read, I had this, this great podcast with Jay Shetty on purpose and okay. Esther Perel relationship therapist. Hmm. And it was a great question. They were talking about how people's worlds were getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And he asked her, we talk a lot about what are the skills we gained during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Fascinating question. What are the skills we've lost in the pandemic? What a great Isn't question. It? What a great question, right? Yeah. And I, I was like, also I played that 11 minute clip to my team. And I said, like, let's just watch this together, shall we? And they talked, she talked about because we, we can say no to some, well, we, we had to say no to so many things and we aren't meeting with clients. We're not meeting with our family members. Acquaintances are completely no. Our bubbles are so small that we have stepped into social atrophy. Mm. What a great word or yeah. phrase. What a great phrase. Social atrophy. Awkward. It says there's an awkwardness. How do we make small talk? Yeah. Do we make small talk? Especially in business, you know, like that's the small talk is where you learn things. It's where you can test drive things. You get to know how a person thinks. So then therefore you know how to present to their style, but everything now is so transactional. And so this idea of social atrophy and you start not really wanting to get back in there because what's yeah. become familiar being alone is now your mm. norm, even though it's not healthy for you. True. So, so we, we, know that each week we kind of present that how does that feel does any does any of this resonate with you what are we doing about that how when's the last time you saw your client mm. you know outside of a business meeting even if it's on video when's the last time you really ventured out um we talk about um how you show up yeah how do you show up like be responsible for the energy you bring to a room i've always thought that but then when you go but same thing goes when you're in a video screen yes how are you coming into the video screen are you aware so we talk about the vibration funnel i don't know if you know the vibration funnel no tell me my team loved it so much we actually talked about it three times <laughs> so it's it's from the omega institute which is like a personal growth uh, oh i've been there Yes. Okay. And there, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So talk about the vibration funnel. So we, everything is energy. Mm. Everything, like I agree. you know, and your energy is always so beautiful. You're always, I always get lifted when I'm with you. Always, because you just, you. You, you, well, you, you're always have a possibility and openness and learning, and and we also know people that go, gosh, I always feel like they drag me down. Like we, we, we all know people or situations mm. or rooms that go, ugh kind of a downer we, so but, but we know that is true sure so people kind of know so what the vibration funnel is is it's almost like it's like they, they actually measure the vibration of things it's from zero let's say to a thousand hmm. and they say you know nature is actually between 900 and a thousand oh, so really? we know 
Yeah, because they go, you know, oh, I just want to go outside and clear my head. I feel so much oh. better after walk in the woods. Ah, oh, huh. I see the ocean. Everything just seems, I just feel wow. freer. Look at the map. So you, we know that this makes sense. Clear. It totally you know, makes you, sense. You, you just did that amazing climb. The oxygen, wow. literally, but figuratively, that you got from that being up in that altitude, but seeing those vistas and mm. you just, you expand, right? So yeah. nature expands us. So we talk about when's the last time you were, it was our, if we went to last time you were in nature, we talk about like, so where are you in the funnel? Hmm. And if you take a look at the funnel, if your listeners want to just Google it, it's yeah. Omega Institute vibration funnel, getting by, getting through, getting by is mm-hmm. 175 out of a thousand. Got it. So I said to my team, if you're just hanging on and just, I just need this thing to end. Yep. I'll wait until this is over. Yep. If you really are on pause and you're just going, gosh, darn it, this thing sucks. I'll just, yeah, mm-hmm. you're at a 175 out of a thousand and you're showing up that way. And sure. why is that important? That's important because everything is energy. And we absorb mm. each other. Yes, we do. We absorb environments. Mm-hmm. Just like when you were on your trip in the mountains, you absorbed that beautiful energy. Well, mm. we absorb the good and the bad. If someone is in a room and it's a downer, again, like you're bringing people down and you don't mm. even know it and you didn't mean to. Right. So here's what I want you to do. Know where you are. Mm. Find ways to lift it. Music can lift it. Mm-hmm. nature can li- things that are of higher vibe will lift your vibe and so check know where your vibrations know where your vibe is what's your vibe and if you're coming in with a low vibe for whatever reason i said that happens but declare it to your teammates hey guys i'm coming in i'm kind of coming in with a low vibe mm-hmm. stuff's going on or i just don't have it today or my resilience isn't in check or i had a bad meeting so my vibe's kind of low Sorry about that. Can I borrow some of your vibe? Can I have whoever's hot? And it would just say, I, I love it. Your vibe. And we just say like, so just, just to click rather than like, ah, or say, Hey, your vibe's kind of low. Do you want to talk about that? Huh. And then get it on the table. Cause just by declaring that you will lift because, because you're going to sign off and you're all going to, you're, you're going to sink a group of people and that's not fair. So, so, and you, and you didn't even mean to, cause we're all, we're all doing our best, yeah. but again, bringing awareness to how we feel, how we show up, what we can do, what are our tendencies, you know, that, are we feeling burnout? Okay. So how do we, giving people language wow. and awareness, well, I guess it's awareness and then language and then ideas of how to keep, again, the only way out is through, how do you keep moving through? That's what we do every Thursday. Not everything sticks, but yeah, the vibe one, people are like, we love this. Can we, can you do it again? I'm like, okay, let's do it again. And, and what a gift and your team uh, must bring that home to their families as well wow. and share it with their friends. So look at the transformation that you're enacting, not only uh, at work, but truly through the families and friends, through the whole Juniper Park community. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and that was a byproduct. I didn't even realize that. Like I get these beautiful notes. I don't do this for the notes, but these beautiful notes from people saying, you know, they share this or they're, they're just so proud of our collective resiliency yeah. and, or like I had a couple people say, um, even just like last week, one of my, one of my people say, um, my wife likes to listen, you know, in your huddles. <laughs> 
say, like, my, my spouse is listening in on Thursdays, and then we then because it's four thirty to like five fifteen, then then we talk about it at dinner because you always give us these things, or I I bring in guest speakers, like I yeah. So, so, so we finish that is yeah. So I go, oh my gosh, come! Like they don't have to be off screen; they can be on screen. <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking business; I'm talking life. Yeah, you're talking and life. I'm talking life, and we're talking about resilience muscle. We're hmm. talking about awareness. We're talking about growth because. This is a collective trauma. This is a global trauma. So therefore we need to build a collective resilience. Mm -hmm. And so your spouses and your homes, what I'm hoping I'm doing is, you know, for these people with kids and stuff is like, uh, can we, can we stay buoyant together? And this is new for everybody. So yeah, so that's been a real, oh my gosh, I was so moved when people said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, because it goes back to the, can you help? through this moment wow and that's something I never thought of before is can you just can you help people as humans and do you know what's also interesting about the pandemic is that COVID has has kind of given us as leaders a passport to talk about health to a certain Mm -hmm. degree Um, Mm -hmm. certainly not probing into people's lives but certainly about um, boosting your immune system and perhaps even meditating to stay more resilient so what has been your approach with your team? And I know you um, are a big fan of Emily Fletcher's uh, Ziva meditation uh, approach. What has been your approach with your team to talk about health and and really helping them stay uh, resilient and and helping them even boost their immune systems? Yes. Great. That's a great point. Um, Because again, we're, what I, the headline is, I I absolutely talk about that and I go four pillars, but the, the piece on that I'd say is, we as humans are porous. Mm-hmm. We absorb everything. We absorb mm-hmm. stress. We absorb toxins. We absorb energy. We absorb the news. And, and so, yes, we, we need to keep our immunity strong. And how we do that is be, is be very aware that we are porous. Mm-hmm. And we absorb things that impact our immune system. And thoughts are things. Yes, and so yeah. it's, it, thoughts are things. We absorb them. So there's four pillars that I use. One is we talk about nutrition, movement, relaxation, and sleep. And I tell people like, you got to keep all of them. Mm. None of them have to be hundred percent, but just know there's actually four pillars. Mm. It's you are what you eat. And I said this really early. Okay. We're comfort eating, et cetera, but you are what you eat. Yep. And Eating a bunch of comfort food, you're, you, you, are you fueling yourself for resilience? Make sure you, you you get your veggies and you get vibrant things because you want to feel vibrant. You got to eat vibrant. So be yep. there's a role for comfort foods, but also you you, you want to eat eat to be resilient. That is your fuel, and we know that. Of course, we know that. So we talk a lot about that. And and oh my gosh, my team put through a pandemic cookbook. This to be really. Their own on their own because of course the designers beautifully designed oh. here's what i'm making here's my creativity da, 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 but but it's healthy um you know, a couple of our people actually have a food instagram of pieces that they, they trade recipes it's really nice but but, but but fuel yourself to be resilient yeah the other one is move you've got to move things energy is uh, emotions are energy and motion yes. so you got to move and so so you, 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 whether it's a walk or a run, it doesn't have to be aggressive. I gave up running during the pandemic to mm-hmm. do something gentler, Pilates. Mm-hmm. And my dog does it with me. Who knew? She's 11, but she does Pilates. <laughs> and I post her on Instagram to show the team, like I'm doing something gentle, but every day, even if it's 10 o'clock and maybe it's only 15 minutes. Yeah. I move out the energy. Beautiful. Got to move it out. Relaxation. Make sure 
you take moments because mm. it gets especially in that adrenaline stage. But you know, get out. I lead by example. Walking meetings. If you don't need to take notes, get outside. Yeah. Walk it out. Mm-hmm. Take breaks. Take active breaks. Like Netflix can be a break, yes, but it's more. Is that more numbing? It what is can you numbing. do? Right. Mm-hmm. So more relaxation as as a way to um to take care, like you know things like that and then sleep sleep's incredible for for restoration so that and that's what people you might just be focusing on one but remember to do all of that but we're porous and you know i i had a i I had a a, an example of that where i i you know the story but four and a half years ago i was diagnosed with heavy metal poisoning and i learned the hard way that you know um you got to take care of yourself or or you will be knocked down. But I learned that we were porous. And so I've shared that story with the team too, is Mm. how did I go from being absolutely exhausted from heavy metal poisoning to being healthy? And what can I pay forward in this moment? So we keep our immunity strong because we don't know how this thing affects our immune system until it's in us. And then then it's too late to say, I wish I was healthier. We talk a lot about that every Thursday. We talk about health and wellness too. What a gift, Jill. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And before we we close, are there any final thoughts you want to leave our our listeners with? Yeah, I'll I'll leave them with an analogy. I think as I've been talking with you, I think this is the analogy that, that, that it got me going in the first place on this. As everyone went home, I thought of, I immediately thought going, oh my gosh, I just, I can't see people anymore. Mm. I can't see them. Like mm. I can, but it's a moment, but I actually can't. I, mean, I really missed walking down the hall and seeing people. I love seeing my team. I love my team. Mm. Um, and I also, I couldn't see them. And it immediately made me think of Romper Room. Do you remember the show Romper Room? I do. Yeah. It was like, it went on for decades. I didn't realize it was in like nine countries. And at the end of the show, she'd hold up a mirror. And then the mirror inside would disappear and she'd go, I see Bill and Samantha (laughs) and Andrea and I see you too. And I remember thinking, I was like six years old and I remember thinking, this is so strange. I am here every day and she can't see me. Like (laughs) she never says my name. She doesn't know I'm here. And I remember, I didn't remember consciously, but I was like, this is like romper room. I'm like, no one knows I'm here. And I was thinking... Okay, then that's what I, I talked to my team. Most of you are too young, you won't know. But then I said to the leadership team, everybody needs to be seen even through a computer screen. And right. so that's why we're going to do shout outs. And, that, and actually at the beginning, I had a spreadsheet of everybody in our staff. Wow. And have we mentioned everybody? And not wow. to do with work per se. Sam, right. I heard you got a new bird. And I hear it sings. Will it sing for us one day? Steve, I didn't know you played the guitar. Next huddle, will you play us a song? Like, do we Amazing. see you as humans? And so I, I leave people with the romper room example is people want people, humans, we need to feel seen. We need to know we matter, mm. that we have an impact on others. And so whether it's a shout out, whether it's a check-in, make sure whether it's your kids, your kids' friends, I think that through this pandemic has been my, was my guiding metaphor is make sure people feel seen um, first and foremost, because when you feel seen, you feel safe, then Mm. you can feel brave. 
then you will grow. But if you're, if you think like I'm invisible, wow, it's the opposite. So, so that's been a really powerful metaphor for me. So I'd leave people with that to consider. What a beautiful gift you've given your team to really sort of throw your arms around them uh, throughout this pandemic. And, and there's no other leader that I know that brings humanity to leadership communications like you. So Jill, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. you for sharing what you do with your team. Certainly uh, an inspiration uh, for many leaders. And um, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done. Well, Thank you for having me. And the fact that you see it as a reflection of it, because it's obviously part of how you, it, it's a mirror to how you operate too. So um, so thank you for having me on. And I, I do hope some of the suggestions um, help help others too. We're in this for a while. Uh, we're in this for a while, but we can absolutely do it. And we can do it not just by getting through it, but we can actually grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in this moment where we've taken our foot off of first, but we're not yet on second. Yes. And in that space, it's not stillness. It's actually, there's an opportunity right in the middle of this to keep growing and think mm. about who will we be on the other side. And that gets me excited. And that's what you mean. Your whole podcast series is how do we keep growing yes. despite it all? Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. And such beautiful words to end on. So thank you, Jill. And um, until next time. This podcast was produced by Broadreach Communications. I'm Andrea Lekashoff, and thanks for listening. For show notes and additional resources, visit brpr.ca forward slash podcast.